Hey everyone, Latina Barbie here. Why did I start this podcast? Because I'm too lazy to write a book. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey everyone, Latina Barbie here. So I'm just going to apologize. I am so sorry about the sound quality of the episode you're about to hear. When I went to record, I could not understand for the life of me why the mic sound was off. It was so weird. Well, I literally took two full days. I mean, we're talking maybe 20 YouTube YouTube videos trying to troubleshoot what happened to my mic. I almost even bought a brand new mic. Well, what happened was my mic had fallen off my desk and when I put it back, I didn't put it back the right way. So in true Latina Barbie fashion, and of course there's always a life lesson, Sometimes we look for every, every answer around us with the answer being right in front of our face. Enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, today's episode, Latina Barbie on getting married. Okay, so I left last episode on just finished getting engaged and um, then it came down to having our date. So I told you guys that that night, I literally looked at the calendar and we got 10, 9, 10. Well, actually we didn't really get it until the next day because the church administration office was closed on a Sunday. So you better believe at 8 a.m. I was calling St. Michael's church asking if I could get married on 10, 9, 10. I figured it was a good date and it would be easy for Giancarlo to to remember. So there you go. Um, So then the planning started and I come from a huge family. Like my mom is the oldest of nine. I have a ton of aunts and uncles. I have like, I think maybe over 20 cousins and that's just my mom's side. Then I have my dad's side and then Giancarlo had his mom, his sister and his mom's friends. Um, And the reason I said that is because uh, Giancarlo lost his dad when he was six years old to cancer and all of his dad's family was, um, they actually live in Florence, Italy. So, and that's going to be an, another episode on traveling because we actually were so lucky to go see them a couple years ago. So that's a different episode, but for now it's back to the wedding. So, you know, we're writing our list down and at tops, I wanted like 150 people there. I guess the rule of thumb or according to the you kind of over invite knowing that a couple people will not be able to come. So you plan for 150, but you invite, I believe like 165. Well, again, fast forward day of the wedding. I think I had like eight people who didn't go. FYI, each person that came to my wedding had a dollar head attached to them because weddings are expensive. I mean, one thing led to another and it was like, oh my gosh, almost 20 grand, which I know is probably not a lot for some people's weddings, but for mine, it was, it was a lot. The year before we actually get married, because we got engaged in June of 08, 09, wait, 10, 9, 10. I, I, oh my gosh, I can't remember when I got engaged. I got engaged in June of 09, I think it was. Yeah, because I got married 10, 9, 10. Anyways, oh my gosh. So, um, <laughs> so I know, don't tell me you guys all remember when you guys got engaged and all that bullshit too. Okay, so cut me some slack. <laughs> so um, right away, of course, the first thing I wanted to do was go wedding dress shopping. You know, I had always seen say yes to the dress. Of course, that budget for those dresses were like five, ten thousand dollars $10,000. And I was not about 
to pay that much money for a wedding dress. Not something I was going to wear for one day. I know after you get married, you, what is it? You, you get it all dry cleaned and it's put in a box, which mine is actually in our garage. And I keep wanting to sell it. I probably should. Maybe I'll do that on my next day off. It was my best friend, Chandra, and my mom took me to David's Bridal. Now, remember, I mean, I'm like a size probably 18, and it was really hard because I only had a few styles to choose from. Don't get me wrong. The dress that I got was amazing. It was so beautiful. I tried on one dress, and I was like, oh, first of all, I was sweating already. And then it was the second dress. When I put that dress on, I remember you know, putting my arms down over the dress and looking at Chandra and I think she started crying. And then when I saw her crying, then I started crying and I didn't really know why I was crying, but you know how that goes. Then I walk outside the room and I'm looking for my mom and my mom is out like helping somebody else with her dress. And I'm like, mom, it's my wedding dress. <laughs> so, um, she loved it. I loved it. I, I think I tried one more, but I got to tell you, like, it's true, right? If you, if you're married, like, or if you've had wedding dresses on or whatever, wherever status you're at now, um, it's true. When you try a dress on that fits you, like you just know. So in true Latina Barbie fashion, thinking I was going to lose weight in the next year and a half, I decided to order a size smaller. I think I ordered a size like 12. WTF was I thinking. I am such a procrastinator. I seriously didn't even start downing the protein shakes until about three, maybe, no, probably about seven weeks before my wedding because I had to go back in to get a fitting and it was just a little snug. It wasn't like a glove, but it was like just a tiny bit, little too tight. Like I wasn't going to be that comfortable in it. So of course I started drinking a bunch of protein shakes. I was probably getting in shitty moods also, um, more so because I was just mad at myself because I took too long to try to even lose weight to get into this dress. In fact, I'll tell you on our rehearsal dinner, Giancarlo wasn't really eating carbs either, nor was I. And we had our rehearsal dinner at Buca de Beppo. And I just remember he and I like sitting next to each other, obviously, and we're splitting like a meatball. Like that's what we had the night before we got married because we didn't want to have any carbs. So whatever. It's, we're, I know we're crazy. So I started sending out all the wedding invitations and it was so exciting because I was getting all the invites back and, you know, keeping track on a spreadsheet of yeses and nos and, you know, guests and it's odd plus one. And the biggest surprise to me was my boss at the time, her name is Susie Wise Fishman, and she's actually known in the beauty industry as the first lady of nails. And um, she owned OPI nail products. And I uh, work for OPI and I also work for Wella. So there you go. I'm in the beauty industry. The cat's out of the bag, <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. So Susie was my boss for a couple of years and I invited her and she replied that she was going to come. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is a huge thing for me because she's my boss. She owns the company that I work at. Um, and I was just, I was shocked. Fast forward five weeks. She sent me another card and declined. She said she was unable to make it. But in that envelope that she sent back to me was Giancarlo and I's first deposit into our new bank account for $1,000. Huh? 
she gifted John Carlo and I a grand. And with that $1,000, you know what I'm thinking, right? Whose chat, who's, who's, who's a bank account is this check going into? Because, you know, I work for her, not him. <laughs> Anyways, so the whole banking situation just organically happened. We took the $1,000 and we opened up an account together at San Diego County Credit Union. And it was like, okay, we're doing this. Like, this is step one. Without really having that big financial conversation, it just happened. So at the time, I know Giancarlo had a account with maybe, I don't know, Bank of America, Wells Fargo or whatever. And my account was with SAG Credit Union. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Screen Actors Guild, I tried, I worked my tail off to get into the Screen Actors Guild. So once I became a union member for actors, I got a membership at the Screen Actors Guild Credit Union. And it was a really, really tough time for me because I knew I was going to have to close that account because in my mind, when you get married, everything becomes one, not one and a half. It's one. It's one checking, one savings. I never really worried at that time about money because I can always make money tomorrow. Like, I mean, I should say I never worried about getting screwed out of money. You know, those lifetime movies and those like, you know, killer movies with the women go after the men, the men go after the women because there's some money involved. I never had that feeling, never had that thought cross my mind with Giancarlo. He actually, I think he was the first of both of us to close out his own personal account and move everything, all his money to the credit union. And then of course, I eventually I had to do the right thing. I did the same thing. I still miss just showing that Screen Actors Guild Credit Union card, my ATM. Ah, anyways. So, um, let's see. So, that one year before, another huge conversation was, and I probably, I, I probably covered this in another episode, and if I did, I'm sorry, but just fast forward 30 seconds or, I don't know, three minutes. But um, I, I know a big, huge thing was my 401k. So... You know, Giancarlo, without getting too, too personal, because I want to honor and respect his his personal life, um, he has a daughter from a previous relationship, not a marriage. So with that came a lot of um, back and forth, lawyer fees, fighting for custody, doing the child support and all that and stuff. So, you know, he had racked up some debt. And at that time, I was debt free. It was really a hard pill to swallow because then I was thinking, wait a minute, I'm coming with a 401k as well. Yes, he has a pension through the union and through Coca-Cola as well, but I knew what was in my 401k and I had put money away for at least 10 years already. So that was the biggest like pill to swallow was realizing that I'm not going to retire alone, right? I mean, when you're married, it's a plan. Everything becomes a plan for the future. How old are we going to be when we retire? Who's going to retire first? And then what does the finances look like after that? Believe me, I'm all over that shit right now. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where you realize that, and, and to tell you the truth, I realized that a long time ago, it was just the 401k, like adding beneficiaries and everything. So, um, a lot of my, uh, beneficiary statements were with my nephew and my niece, cause they were the only two that were born at the time. And so, um, yeah, I was just like, ugh. so anyway, so yes, you cannot retire alone. You're getting married. It's a partnership. It's two, not one. And you, it's, that's just how it is partnerships. 
So I've got to tell you this story. It's, it's when the whole aspect of being married, really not even being married, but spending the rest of your life together was, um, the day before, actually it was the morning of our rehearsal dinner. Now at the time we lived in a condo in Rancho Penasquitos and everybody's doors kind of faced each other. So, you know, we were all kind of in each other's business without like really asking about anything. <laughs> so, but there was this older lady, her name was Jean and she lived alone and not once, seriously, like how selfish, not once did I even think about her at all. As far as like on a personal level, like was she ever married? Does she have kids? You know, anything like that. She was just like, you know, the, the little old lady that lived in the neighborhood, you know, I guess she had heard that I was getting married the next day. Giancarlo, I'll never forget, I was in the living room and Giancarlo was in the kitchen. I don't know doing what, I know he wasn't washing dishes and wasn't making any food for us. So I don't know what the hell he was doing in the kitchen actually. So, God, I don't think he listens to this. In fact, I know he doesn't listen. So as Giancarlo says, babe, why am I gonna subscribe to your podcast when I hear you every day? Seriously, his words, not mine. Okay, back to the story. So Jean knocked on the door and brought a little blue box, like a long rectangle box and said, you know, Hey Elsa, I heard you're getting married tomorrow. And I wanted to offer you these, um, the pearls that I wore on my wedding day, uh, 50 years ago. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, thank you. And I said, Oh, Jean, I didn't, I'm, hello. How freaking ignorant Jean. I, I wasn't aware that you were married. And, and she said, yeah, I lost my husband. Uh, I lost my husband. I think it was like four or six. I can't remember. It was four or six uh, years ago. And these were the pearls that I wore when we got married and we were married for 50 years. And I was like, Oh, thank you so much. I was completely surprised. I mean, completely surprised. The pearls were beautiful. Um, unfortunately <laughs> they didn't go with the dress, but when she left, I, I know I'm a little dramatic, but when she left, I just sat on the couch and I just started like sobbing, like just sobbing. And, you know, Giancarlo asked me what's wrong, babe. And I just said, you know, I just realized that we're getting married tomorrow and we're going to be together forever, but there's going to be one day when one of us is not going to be here. I mean, just let that sink in. If you're married, like, Look at your partner and realize there will be a time when one of you is no longer going to be around for the other. So, okay, I'm good. So that was that story. And that was just like a, wow, like it's, it's forever. It's really forever. And I wasn't, I didn't even want to say the word struggling, but I put a lot of thought into what did forever look like for me. And you know, not being married on a Friday, being married on a Saturday, and then coming back home after your honeymoon and after all the excitement has settled down. It's that first year of being married where you really start questioning things of what your strength is. What, what are you bringing to the, not, not what you're bringing to the table, but yeah, what your strength is in this marriage as a as a partnership and then as still being able to be an independent person, um, male and female. So Giancarlo had his interests and hobbies and I had mine and 
yeah, it was just, anyways, that's a whole other episode because I am going to talk about that later. But um, anyways, that's where my book idea came into play. You guys remember I said I had a book that I wanted to write called last year, first year, meaning the last year being boyfriend, girlfriend, the first year being married and all those conversations. You could tune into a different episode. I forgot what episode number it is, but it's like, I think it's called difficult situations, difficult conversations. I don't know. Anyways, so um, it was Friday night after, after Buka de Beppo and Chandra and I went back to my hotel and um, we stayed at the Rancho Bernardo Hilton Inn and I have to give a big shout out to my friend Shannon's mom. I call her Mama Kay because I've known her since I was in seventh grade and she gifted Giancarlo and I a two night stay at the Hilton um, for our wedding. So, I mean, come on, like, not only do I have like the best friends in the world, but my best friends' parents <laughs> are freaking badass. Like all of my friends' parents are freaking badass. I love every single one of them. Um, so Saturday morning came and my friends came over, my friends, my bridesmaids came over and you know, there were snacks and all that stuff. And it was, of course there were snacks, right guys? So it was just, it was one of those like weird, weird feelings where, um, you know, you always want to wonder like, how does everything get all planned out? Like how do the bridesmaids know at what time to come over to the room and everybody gets ready together. And then you guys all take pictures and like, I, I it was just kind of that, like, it just happened. Like it was just such an easy process for me to get married. Even the planning of our wedding was super easy, except for that part. I told you guys about almost not getting married in the church. But other than that, Everything was great. John Carl and I had our tastings together. Um, my friend Shannon's friend Coco owned a restaurant called Hacienda de Vega, and that's where we had our reception. And another friend of ours, Karina, was our DJ. So we knew these people. Our photographer was an ex-girlfriend of my little brother's, uh, like a sister. So we, oh, the people who did my invitations, they did them for free because I did work with them through work. And we were gifted our honeymoon. Our one week cruise was gifted to us. So everything was just, it was almost like that book, The Alchemist, where once you make a decision in life, like the whole world conspires to support you and to help you. And that's exactly how our wedding was. Um, our wedding was beautiful. The colors were uh, black and red. I love, 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 love red. Um, I love black also, but I remember our tables were named, each table was named after some type of romantic word, and it was listed in Italian, Spanish, and English, Italian to, to honor um, Giancarlo's father, Silvano, and then Spanish because of me, and then English because of them, <laughs> all my friends. <laughs> so um, I, li I love that little clever idea of mine. We had uh, Mexican wedding cookies, thank you, Mom and Giancarlo, as they literally made I don't even know how many hundreds of Mexican wedding cookies as the party favors. And um, I also made um, those paper flowers, those really beautiful red paper flowers, those Mexican red paper flowers. And it was, and, and even like the tissue paper was given, was, was sold to me at a lower price because working at OPI, I worked with vendors. I'm telling you, you guys, I had the best experience planning my wedding. Um, I just remember showing up to the reception after getting pictures taken and we were dancing, we were drinking, and then came time to, um, oh, oh, of course, I have to remember this. My friend, Juanita, who lives in Daytona Beach, she flew in to my wedding and literally stayed for, I wanna say, maybe three hours. 
and then flew back home. Like, I don't know about you guys, but that is a freaking friend. Shout out to my friend, Juanita. <laughs> um, so we get to Hawthorne to Vega, everything's beautiful, and it's starting to lose light, so the lights are on, and it's those big Edison light bulbs, and um, it's time for the speeches. Now, the one thing I remember about the speeches, whether it was, I think, I know Chandra gave a speech, my sister-in-law gave a speech, and then I'm sure Giancarlo's best man, Hector, gave a speech or something. But Chandra gave a speech, um, it was her son, so her son Tyler is my godson, um, gosh, I can't believe it. He's going to like graduate from UC Santa Cruz like this year. So where did the time go? She was doing her speech and, um, reciting her speech. I'm so sorry for the grammar. The, the couple things that stuck out in that speech was, um, you know, how did, how do you describe Elsa? The way she put it was when Tyler was younger. So when Tyler was younger, he never called me Elsa. He called me Elsie. And he's the only person in this world who still to this day, will I allow to call me Elsie. <laughs> so that boy has my heart <laughs> along with my nieces and nephews. <laughs> so, um, of course, and along with my husband, sorry. And so, um, <laughs> so Chandra says, um, you know, she just remembers Tyler as a kid would be at the, like the neighborhood park or the neighborhood pool. And I would be with them and I was playing with Tyler and I was, I was a I rough house with him a lot. Cause you know, he was, he, cause he was Tyler. And, um, somebody said, you know, who, who is that? Like, who, like basically who is that person to you? And Tyler's response was, that's my Elsie. Don't you have one? I mean, like that to now, even now it just resonates that this boy, like I meant the world to him and he still means the world to me. So that's my Tyler. And then after the wedding, oh, Giancarlo was feeling really good. <laughs> I think he drank a lot more than I did. Um, my dad drove us to the hotel room and we ate the rest of the snacks in bed. I know this is going to sound bad, but we counted the money because of course you have to have a money dance. <laughs> and so uh, hence the word Latina. So um, we counted our money, went to sleep. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so the next morning we went to my mom's and dropped off his tuxedo, dropped off my dress and whatever we had. And we picked up our other bag because we were going to drive up to San Pedro to catch our, um, our ship. So we had a whole one week on a ship and, oh gosh, it was such a, I mean, I loved our wedding, but my gosh, I couldn't look any more forward to being on our honeymoon than anything. I think it was just because. I was like kind of ready to start, like just, we're okay, we're husband and wife now. So yeah, we went for the cruise. It was so cool. But then, you know, you get back from the honeymoon and real life starts, you know, the word planning isn't coming into play anymore. Now we're planning for our future. And honestly, it's not those big conversations that you have right away because you're still like in the whole midst of, well, you know, oh, we're married, we're married, we're married. But that first year of, well, I guess I'm going to talk about it now. That first year of being married was so like eye opening to me when it comes to being in a relationship. You have to understand in my twenties, I mean, I don't know how this is going to sound, but in my twenties, I was living in LA and I dated a lot. Don't forget, you guys can go to that episode of dating. There was a lot more dates than that, but I was very flirty, outgo. I mean, I can't even say a flirty outgoing. I was just always out and about. I was going out on dates. I was, I was footloose and 
carefree of everything. You know, I wanted to do something, I did it. Um, and I'm still doing it. It's just a little slower now, but um, I'm older. It was one of those questions where it was like, wow, can I do this? And believe me, you guys, it had nothing to do with Giancarlo. You know, if the one thing he really taught me was, yes, you can get into a fight with your partner and still be together when the fight is over. And I know for some of you, you're probably saying, well, yeah, that's a relationship. You guys, I think the longest relationship other than the three and a half year one that I had was probably six weeks, eight weeks, maybe. I had this thing about me where I felt like if there was a fight, it became a project and it became work. And I also came about where I would, you know, meet guys. And if I found out like after the first date, it wasn't going to work. I would kind of just tell the guy, you know, look, I'm, I, I'm going to be fair to you as I'm going to be fair to myself that it's just not going to work. And that's pretty much how I was. I kind of find myself being like this angel where, you know, I'm setting you free. I'm helping you. You know, when you find the one that you really settled down with, you'll thank me. My, uh, I have a friend, Eric, who lives out in Texas. Hey, Eric, because I know you listen. Um, my old roommate, Eric, he, uh, him and my, him and Chandra always made fun of me when they were, when we were all in LA together because they would ask if I gave the hotline card. And I'm thinking it's because I broke hearts. <laughs> I'm, that's what I think at least. But it was like, oh, did you, did you give that person, did you give that guy the hotline card, the, the card, the, like the hotline crisis card? And I'm just like, oh my God, you guys, it's not that serious, but whatever. I felt like I was doing good in the world. <laughs> I could tell you something and please don't think bad about me, but I remember my mom was like, Miha, when are you going to settle down? Am I like going on a complete tangent right now? Because I feel like I am. I'll get back to the wedding in a second. Or actually, now I'm, in, now I'm married. So I do remember my mom saying, Miha, I don't want to meet anybody unless you've been with them for six months. I, that's exactly what she said. I also teased her. <laughs> I teased her. Hashtag not really. Um, I teased her with, um, oh, mom. Why would I want to settle down and please one man when I can please several? <laughs> so <laughs> again, you guys, that was in my 20s. That was probably me, the best way I could describe my 20s when it came to uh, dating. So there you are. That was my biggest turning point was understanding, um, you know, our marriage isn't perfect, but I, I, to this day, I can't, I don't have a friend whose marriage is perfect. Um, the shit hit the fan at nine years, nothing, nothing like infidelity or anything like that. It wasn't, it wasn't that at all. I'll, I'll talk about that in a different episode when I'm ready for it. You know, we had conversations about our housing situation because Giancarlo came from a single mom and she, you know, her house was paid off. Giancarlo was kind of, he was kind of spoiled growing up too, guys. Like he literally, I think I just found this out like two years ago that when he graduated from high school, his mom got him a car and I bought my first car. For Taurus, $123 a month for that payment. So I kind of felt like Giancarlo was a little bit more, or he grew up more in a financially stable home um, that was a house that was paid for by his mom. Whereas my family, we always rented. I mean, the only person who owned a house was my dad, and that was because he was living in Mexicali with my then stepmom. And um, But nobody in my family had ever, my immediate family had ever owned a home. So it was kind of like, what do we do? And we found a home. I think we moved 
in January of 2013. So just about a little over two years of living in the condo as a married couple. And then we, I'll never forget, I was at OPI that night. In fact, I was at my friend Rosa's house who worked with me at OPI. And it was the night of the holiday party and Giancarlo was working, so he wasn't gonna come with me. But I'll be damned if I'm gonna miss a party. So I drove almost three hours to Rosa's house, got ready at her house, and then we went to the OPI holiday party. I spent the night at her house, and then the next morning, which is a Sunday, I left her house, came back down to San Diego, and then Giancarlo and I met with my friend Caroline, who I think you guys met Caroline in one of my episodes when, oh yeah, you did, um, in the death episode. She was my friend, Rhea, who has passed away. Um, she was her real estate partner. So Caroline was our real estate agent as well. It was the second house that we saw that we fell in love with. I, I do have to give a shout out to my own husband just because financially he didn't want to go back to where he was. So the finances kind of laid on him. Like he had to have X amount of dollars in the bank in order to want to even look at a house. Once we hit that, we were able to look at a house. Not to mention we were on the first floor of a two-story uh, condo complex and our upstairs neighbors had two kids that were just wild and ran up, you know, ran all over the place. So that kind of helped us out to kind of push us along to get a new house. So we bought this house. And when I saw this house, the first thing, actually the only thing I thought about was the holidays. Well, no, two things I thought about. One was holidays at my house because it was one story and it was a big enough house. And two was... I'm pretty sure my mom and dad are going to have to come live with us because it's a one story. So there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we fell in love with this house and then for the first, you know, year of living in this house, it was like this house became our baby. I mean, I don't even want to, I didn't want to have babies, let alone have to take care of something. And this house needed to be taken care of. It still does. We've been here for eight years and it's still, we're on a quarter acre. I think the house probably sits on maybe a fourth of the quarter acre. The rest is a front yard. I've got five palm trees and the rest is just dirt. I mean, we don't even, we're not even good homeowners. Don't even ask me where, well, I, I now, I know where it's at now, but there was a time where you could ask me where the electrical box was and I had no fucking clue. Seriously, no fucking clue at all. Now I do. So anyways, so we made some updates to the house and stuff like that. So um, anyway, so back to being married and all that good stuff, right? All that great stuff about being married. <laughs> I want to leave you with this. This has been a thought on my mind all morning since it's now like four o'clock on a Friday. No, Thursday. I have Thursday off. Today's Thursday. You know, with everything, and believe me, you guys, this is something that I'm still learning and being patient with. It's building a relationship, building your foundation. It's sometimes going to have cracks. You've got to go back and repair it. Sometimes your foundation of your house is going to have a crack that you probably didn't look at or ignored and the crack became bigger. So in order to keep building, you had to fix that crack. I think I'm going to stop there. I think that's enough. So Latina Barbie fashion, don't forget or don't ignore fixing those cracks in your foundation of your marriage. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm Latina Barbie. Don't forget to subscribe and have the most wonderful day that you deserve. Mwah.